to hair wrong. They're wrong. I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong. I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, boom, do it like, like us. Birds of a feather flock together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure. Yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinary, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And welcome back for episode 175. We are in the studio. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, welcome back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back. (laughs) You been watching anything interesting this week? Uh, Yeah, I caught, um, not really, I caught an episode, um, what's we call it? Uh, The new episode of What If, the Doctor Strange Okay, number four. Yeah. Yeah. I caught that joint. That shit was pretty lit. Bro. A1. Yeah. Great storyline. Yeah, for sure. Man, I, and now I actually have those what if comic books in my closet, but I haven't actually read them in upwards of 25 plus years. Right. So <laughs> I don't actually remember if these are being derived from what if comics, but these stories are fucking A1, man. Yeah. I really enjoy them. Like this one with Doctor Strange was. Well, this couldn't have been derivative of the comics because it was um nah. based off of what happened in the movie. Yeah, the, yeah, what they're doing, they're just using the what if names. That's pretty much it. And they might do some homages, but more what they're doing is they're pulling from the MCU to um you know. To, Boy, man, these are some great out. stories. And and actually, I don't know, man. I think they do better when they just when they when they do their own thing when they're, when they're in their own lane because like bro, playing off of their own property. Did hit this storyline with Doctor Strange. So let me talk a little bit about the episode then, because um, I'm sitting here just talking about how great it is. So in this episode, uh, the what if is what if Doctor Strange lost his heart rather than his hands in the car accident, and that that's um, allegorical to what if Christine, the woman he was in love with, died in the car accident, and boy, the whole the the he creates a, a time paradox and <laughs> and and so. Uh, ultimately, the story revolves around the idea that there that Christine's death is an absolute point in time because that's what triggers him to seek the mystic arts, arts which leads him to become Sorcerer Supreme. Mm-hmm. So that can't change. Absolutely. Doesn't stop him from trying. It's your origin story, bro. You yeah. can't cancel you can't your, change origin your own story. origin story, bro. Have we but, learned uh, nothing from The Flash? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, he was the first one that tried to do that and fucked <laughs> it up bad. I'm going to save my mom. Bro. Oh, Barry, Barry, hold on, Barry. <laughs> oh, oh, what happened to all that healing you've been doing all this time? But no, so yeah, and, and same. actually it's funny I just said that because the same thing with Doctor Strange. He goes on, seeks the mystic arts, studies under the Sorcerer Supreme, only to to once she passes away and, and he's left with no one really to check his power... He has the eye of Agamemnon and decides to go back and try to <laughs> save Christine. He find I he, got this. Yeah, and so uh, I mean, I'm going to spoil it. Whatever you can watch it if you or you can skip for if you don't want to hear it. But um, he ends up trying over and over, and and then he realizes. Yo, that's got to be like the rough part, man. The oh, dude! By the third day. time, by the third time, me and Caroline are watching it. I'm like, <laughs> oh no. He can't. It can't you stop. You feel me? Like, oh, oh my but goodness. You, and it created the same feeling that that episode of um, Twilight Zone where they were trying to run from the racist cop and she kept rewinding. And it was like, all right, I could just do this differently. And she does it differently and the nigga's still there. And it's like, yo, <laughs> no, that's cool. I'll just rewind it and do it a little bit differently. Boom. And then you're like, you know, I'm going to go even farther back. Matter of fact, we're not even going to leave. And it's like, everything <laughs> this nigga does, nothing will work. 
<laughs> it has to happen. Yeah. And he just becomes so obsessed, man. And I love how, like, yo, the ancient one, man. Her wisdom is... I love how they always portray her wisdom because it's always deep. It's always super. Because he was like, yo, I'm sure there was an easier way to do this. But she was like, no, this is the way I chose to do it. And it's the only way, if it's going to work, that it's going to work. And also, it's like, come on, son. You know you. You know how stubborn you are, my D. Only you can stop me. Nobody's going to talk you down from doing something you want to do. So uh, what ends up happening is is that Doctor Strange seeks um, seeks taboo power to to try to be able to go back and change um the absolute point in time they should have uh, had um kanye west power playing in the background yeah of that. for real to no one man should have like, all that to the whole montage bro said. what would yo they should have spent the money whatever it cost <laughs> that whole montage. whatever it cost whatever it cost that was perfect that would have been perfect uh-huh yeah, yeah. uh uh-huh. Yo, that's that's it is definitely Doctor Strange's fucking theme song. Absolutely. Bro. Or All this day. one's called Doctor Strange Supreme. Yeah. Supreme. But man. That shit was crazy. And and, and then oh, in the <clears throat> end. And then the watcher, man. Man, fuck you, watcher. <laughs> fuck you, bro. Fuck you. You could have done something. You could have done something. That ain't my job. My job I ain't is here to, for to that, watch. B. I'm just here to watch. Boy your ass nigga. You feel me? Uh-huh. Too busy, man. My hands is busy. I can't. I can't. I can't do nothing, bro. It's so and uh, and then the whole culmination. I won't say the exact end, um, because it, it it's really well done and um, just the, the the ancient ones plan to like, yo, all right, I'm gonna split you in half and hopefully the good half <laughs> stops bad half because Lord knows I can't do nothing against this nigga. <laughs> You know, I I saw it coming, but like I I'd still I mean spoiler alert, but I, I still wanted good one to win, man. I wanted the good one of to course. win. Of course. I always expected but, him to win. Hundred percent. Nah, it's nah, that dude was too strong, bro. Like Bro, this nigga like, was, a, he and, was and then and then um uh, was Obang? Yeah, yeah. It was Obang, yeah. Yeah, Obang, yo. I liked his character a lot, man. He the wisdom cool. of the librarian. Yo, of course the librarian cool. holding it down, you know what I mean? <laughs> but um Yo, when he was like, yo, you've been doing this for centuries. You removed this from time, and you've been doing this for centuries. Like, oh, my. Yeah. Because I'm sure he's been doing that for centuries, multiple demons a day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my man just got, I've got the power. Drunk. Drunk off the power, sir. Man. But yeah. I like I like how my, my nigga draws the lines at, at bugs. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. I, I got limits. Yo, and then they yo they killed they killed the invisible cloak or what was, what was the name of the cloak? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, like or the he enchanted cloak himself, or something. Which shit. that cloak man is always so loyal. Like definitely. Holy shit, man! Like that. I, I don't OG know how. familiar, son. Bro, I don't know how they managed to give that cloak character, and you only <laughs> see him serve <laughs> Doctor Strange, but like. It always seems so willful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, whenever he's, like, aiding him, he's about to, like, get fucked up, and the cloak comes out of nowhere, like, stops what he's doing off fighting <laughs> yeah. somewhere else, comes like and binds that. him up just in the nick of time, only to be fucking dissolved. Like, no, cloaky, no. <laughs> but, yeah. Didn't stand a chance. Oh, man. And, yeah, and it was all for nothing, too, because he couldn't even use that to secure the W. Nah, and he hit him with everything. He hit him with the bands of Sidorak. He yeah. hit him with all his signature spells, bro. I'm glad I'm glad this happened because that would have been expensive as fuck to happen in in uh, live action. Oh, so bro. that was a dope ass fight. Well, oh my goodness, I would love to see the ending of that tried to pre- being like portrayed. So like one of the only highlights of those um of the uh, Disney Star Wars movies was uh in one of the movies there was a scene where 
they were about to be taken over by the Empire. So one of the captains takes uh, takes her carrier and drives it through the uh, yeah. The, I remember that warp speed through the fleet. Yeah, and like the way that they show the the light speed impact, like the way they portray it, it goes black and white. Oh, stops because like everything it goes like you know what I mean. Like I, I would have loved to see how how like... they portray the ending of of that episode. Uh, you know what I mean? Because it would it gives me that kind of monumental <laughs> feeling. You know what I mean? Get <laughs> Fucking goofy ass nigga. Mm. Let it go. Let it go. This bro. nigga was just like, no, nah, I got it, bro. And, oh like, my gosh, bro, bro. And then, and then the point when um when she sees him, he 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 finally thinks he succeeded and she sees that, him. He's like, nigga, that what was did rough. you think that you, you thought that this was gonna end well for that you? That was now? rough, yeah. Oh, you thought it was gonna end well for you. I mean got it. in his defense, he might have not expected to be in beast form when he first manifested bruh, to her. Bruh, he was in full Cthulhu form. <laughs> My man was bored the full essence of Cthulhu. The fuck? I know. My man's all trying to be romantic. Like, nah, nigga. Hey, girl. You like my squid arm? Feel me? My third eye sees you. Don't worry. I murdered my good half. It's all dirty now. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Lead with I murdered the universe just to bring you back. Lead with that. I, I, You know, honestly, it's a very megalomaniac thing to do because I'm pretty sure no woman wants to see the universe (laughs) sacrificed for them. Or no sane woman. Right. No sane woman wants that, you know? You, I destroyed the world for you. I never asked for that. Also, Why did you do that? My also, mother. what do we do now? My family. <laughs> How do we go on vacation if you destroyed the world, asshole? Asteroids, baby, asteroids. We're going to ride asteroids like Genova <laughs> through the stars. Come on. Just got to keep pushing the idea until she bites. So I was like, okay. Asteroids do sound kind of lit. You just lit. have to have an answer for everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> have a confident answer for everything. It's the Trumpian okay. way, man. You just got to keep whatever. It's like it's like improv. You just yes and everything they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm not, not for nothing. I'm not bad at that. I'm not bad at it. And I'm not even trolling. It's like, yeah, we got asteroids. We can, we can go on asteroids, definitely. Yeah. So that definitely has me amped to see the rest of the season because they, they have not missed. Bruh. They really have not. They need to come with the zombies, bro. Like, that's the one I'm we really, really looking happening. forward to. Like, I mm. hope that one's next. I don't know where it fits in or how everything's going to tie together. Apparently, um, uh, uh, Vision Ultron uh, with Infinity Ooh. Gauntlets might be the, the, the boss of the season. So. Oh, okay. So, uh, we'll see. But I, so, what I, is this, six episodes or ten episodes? Nine. It's nine. Nine. Okay. So, good. I, I'm good, just... Good. Six, man, is too short, man. Six is really short. Especially for these, just give me a movie, yo, nigga. This damn. is like this is some really good cartoons, man. We haven't had like really good episodic cartoons like this in a while. I guess absolutely. Um, oh yeah, no, now that you mention uh, it, I would have liked more of them. Yeah, for sure. Avatar, is, I guess, is a good is a good comparison to that. But I mean, these are just, solid. Just keeping it keeping it in Marvel, like yeah, they produce enough cartoons to to they where make a lot. We could say when the last time they produced one, and I mean '90s X Men, I think. <laughs> Excuse me, I think was really their 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 crowning achievement. They have um, this is really Earth's quality. Mightiest Heroes that's been going for a while. I saw season I'm one sorry. and I really liked it, but really, yeah, okay. Earth's Mightiest Heroes is pretty good. It's, that it's, might be something it, worth watching. It's, it's pretty solid. It's pretty that's solid. a Marvel property. Yeah. Okay. It's um, it's basically uh, it's the previous reboots retelling of the Avengers storyline. So they kind of hit. It's it's pretty solid. I fucks with it. I haven't seen any of the later seasons, but I heard they're on like season three. Okay. So yeah, dude, definitely. So what we got? We got five more left because I was number four. All right. Yeah. So we're not even halfway through. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. There's a bunch. I don't even know what's gonna happen, man. man. So like, we know we got zombies and we got Vision Thanos. 
Um, and there's also like Gamora in uh, Thanos's uh, battle suit with the war glaive. No. Yeah, like she's also been shown so in the she, promo she took material. Over her father's. Uh... We don't know yet. I, she's he's she's just wearing his battle armor and she's got his weapons. So what if Gamora grew up know. to take over Thanos's <laughs> dream? <laughs> Power loves a vacuum, as they say. So. What else did I see from the promo material? Well, yeah, I think we've seen just about everybody else. So That's what's I, I'm super excited for that shit. All right. So, yeah, we'll move on into the topics for the day. Um, we'll start out in the gaming uh, uh, topics because, boy, <laughs> let me tell you, it, it, it's been rough out there in these streets. <laughs> but um, we'll start out. Uh, still, I, I, la- I don't know if it was the last episode or the prior episode. I was talking about Epic doing their uh, MLK uh the the memorial for the mlk speech Mm -hmm. um i have a dream speech and their epic debacle and uh so it gets worse of course like it always does it never ends with that so check out how ridiculous like only in this is why we should just abstain from it because only in the digital environment can this set of circumstances come up and, and 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 culminate into this happening so just prior to this uh Epic had a crossover event with Ariana Grande. No, <laughs> maybe, but um, yeah, she did have one. Okay, um, but the one I'm referencing is DC mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and so uh, they had in some special emotes and everything for that. Evidently, part of the agreement was that these emotes cannot be turned off. <laughs> one of the emotes is Wonder Woman with her lasso of truth whipping. Mm-hmm. So of course, Epic, in an attempt to try to bring some respect to the memorial, disabled the emotes. But this emote could not be disabled, and of course, it is the one emote that would have maximum effect when talking about you know something that is steeped in the history of America's racism. It is, so it is out of control. Bro. Went into the thing and used the one emote that, that was that couldn't be disabled and was oh, trolling that's even it funnier. and was whipping the people at the uh That's even at funnier. The, uh, at the Mar- so King now Memorial. they pretty much gave them no option but, but to be racist. And so it's like Good job, oh, guys. And this well is done. like this is why we like, just just abstain. Sometimes you should just abstain from doing certain things because even the most inane bullshit like your agreement to do a crossover with Wonder Woman can go awry and I'll turn this wonderful idea of a Martin Luther King, uh, I have a dream speech memorial into something that is just disparaging. You know what I mean? So I thought that shit was hilarious. I was like, you gotta stop why? Like that internet, really, man. really that one emoji? Like, no, I don't believe that that set of circumstances randomly happened. <laughs> Someone saw that and said, nope, I'm letting that happen. I'm letting that happen. I'm letting it happen only because it's going to be funny. <laughs> and it was funny. It was also very, very hurtful, but it was also funny. A lot of things that are hurtful are funny. <laughs> and it keeps Fortnite in the news cycle. Boy, does it, man. But that was, that I thought was hilarious. Like, fucking epic, man. Gosh, how, how much more wrong could that good. have gone? Like, is there good. any other way to have orchestrated that to have gone any more wrong? I don't think so, right? <laughs> nah, I mean... <laughs> Because they no longer allow costumes with hoods. I was going to say, if there was some sort of hooded costume... Then oh, they sure. definitely had hooded costumes at but one point. At some point. It's, I remember it's becoming a, with a dark hood. It's becoming a big taboo now. If you remember the new um, uh, Snake Eyes movie came out, oh. like there, were, there was a big controversy over the Cobra hood no longer being acceptable. That's one of the mandates, like... The Cobra Hood is an absolute no-no. But wow, like, I but didn't it's know black that. and it doesn't even look like a clan. Mm, 
Nope. Shut it down. Not Shut it down now. It. Can't risk it. Hey, man. Listen, if people weren't crazy, we wouldn't have to have these kind of rules. Feel but me. people do crazy shit. Like, the thing is, is that the rule didn't precede the bizarre behavior. <laughs> the you know madness. what I mean? Like, if people weren't doing random shit and, like, you know, idolizing fictional figures and then doing bad things in real life based on that idolization, then, of course, I'd be like, what the fuck is this rule? What kind of stupid shit? Like, why would you care about it? Well, unfortunately, <laughs> the kids, the kids are getting crazy. And so got to so, account for that. And yeah. it's like, all right, I get you. The internet uh, can't be trusted. That's no, why. never could be trusted. Um, speaking of um, companies taking L's, fucking the uh, the lead designer and I believe director of Yakuza and the Monkey Ball series, which both recently had titles announced, is leaving Sega. Owned. Oh, which is like how long has he been working with Sega for? He's been oh, there for a while, 20? right? I want to say. I want to say double digit years between 15 and 20. Like it's been a minute because he's been with Yakuza for like 10 titles almost. Yeah. You know, and that takes two years of title, right? Yeah. That's a long fucking time. You know what time. I mean? That's not, it's definitely, and, and I could be embellishing on his, his, um, his work, uh, his work resume, but it's a lot of titles. It's at least seven. Cause the Yakuza that I played was seven and I enjoyed that one a lot. And there's spinoffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? There and that, and then there's Monkey Ball. Because that's not only the only game he works on. You know what I mean? He originated the Monkey Ball series. And the Monkey Ball series is getting a reboot. Nice. Good for him. Well, I don't know if he's working God on it God damn. Anymore. After it's 32 years. 32 years. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. But, and, and you know, but, you know, the thing is, is, you know, you know who's, who, who's poaching him, right? Uh, it says here, NetEase. And you know who owns NetEase? Who owns NetEase? Tencent. Owned. They're the, you know, they got the biggest bag, bro. Fucking wrecked. They're giving him the biggest bag. And they're probably giving him creative control, too. Or, oh, I mean, or majority creative control. That's usually how you get directors the like thing this. About, the thing about Japanese creators is that they're, they are not one to, like, complain about restrictions. So if you're going to pay them the money and you're like, well, you just can't make games about gangsters. I don't think he's going to care. He's going to say, well, you're paying me the money. <laughs> and so, okay. Because, I, I mean, how, they, they literally shot down Shang-Chi as a production because of his presentation of the Chinese mafia. And his one of his, his flagship uh, franchises is about Japanese gangsters and their interchange with Chinese mafia. So I can imagine he's not going to work on those titles. And also those titles are owned by Sega. So he's not going to take them with him, obviously. But you know what I mean? So he's clearly like ready to turn a new leaf. You know what I mean? To do something completely different. Because he can't work on those type of titles. You can't work on things like Judgment, stuff like that. Like uh, Vigilante Law. That's not big in, in China. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they do. <laughs> Vigilante. No, that's a no-go. <laughs> that's a no-go. We're going to have to shut that down. Shut it down. Shut it down now. He was also in the... um. Uh, a member on the board of directors for Atlas too, so that's a, that's a big hit for them. I well, I don't know if he's still with he's leaving that um, job I'm as well. Sure. But. Oh well, I, is that a conflict of interest? Can he be on the board of Atlas and actively? I don't well, know. Well, no, because he was working at Sega while on the board of Atlas, so I'm sure yeah. he can work at Netties and be on the board of Atlas. Um, I if I was the other board members of Atlas, I'd be looking to oust him because I wouldn't trust his ass. But I mean. He's a, he's There's all. I mean, I don't know if they do that in Japan, but they do have um, uh, uh, non-competition clauses, you know, so it could prevent him from doing something like that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I really think it's, it's weird that people assume that like 
the clauses stop humans from doing things that are in their own personal best interest. You know what I mean? Like, sure, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know that there's ethics and all those things, and not everybody's not ethical. But, you know, it just, it, I find it hard to believe, that, like, he's never going to do something that's in one company's interest, best interest that might not be in the other company's best interest. You know, like, how do you do that? What what if they there's a direct conflict? You know, because it depends on the the company and how they like to prosecute that, or not prosecute, but how they like to punish that sort of thing. You know, like you said, the clause is just words on a page. How do you even determine that that happened? They have an investigation. (laughs) Presumably, there's a there's a section in your company that would investigate that sort of things. Yeah, because I I would like I would love to see what the what the protocol for that would be because like I mean, he's 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 contractually obliged to to do what's in either of their best interests, right? Because as a shareholder, he can't do anything that would hurt shareholder values, so forth and so forth. Well, at least, well, maybe it's different because those aren't American companies. So the actually, I don't know how that is governed because that's not, those aren't even American companies. So there's probably a whole different set of legal um, uh, legal uh, uh, framework t- for him to deal with then. So yeah, I know none of that shit matters now because he got the bag, nigga. Tencent? <laughs> what? He about to make chibi games from here to fucking Kingdom Come and get paid out the ass to do it. I'm sure he's feel he's good money. Cause and and the thing is is that he's really good. And one thing they love in those Chinese games is mini games. Yeah. And sure. he knows how to incorporate some mini games. That that man knows how to incorporate a mini game. Their new their new series Judgment Boy. If that game didn't have so many issues with the with the with the persons who are images that they're using. That game would be would have a bright future because man, their integration of mini games into that game was really well done. Like it was even better than Yakuza, man, um, Yakuza a lot. Uh, like a dragon, which that's Yakuza like a dragon was really good. Yeah, definitely. But um, Stellar. Yeah. So moving on from that L and and, and the final L since they come in threes <laughs> comes to the to the uh, under sixteen gamers of China. Who oh, I heard about have that. Recently, been had a uh, ruling imposed uh, that no one under the age of sixteen can play video games for more than three hours a week, and that's for one hour a day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. On the weekends, bitches. I'm like, wow. I mean, honestly, if you want your, it is probably a good thing. I'm not gonna lie, it's probably a good thing. If you're if you want to encourage them to be productive, my thing is, is that it's not like they are going to be encouraged to do things that that, you know, express their inner, you know, you know, their their innermost desires and, you know, creativity and, you know, write poetry and 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 maybe, you know, you know, just do things other than things that the state deems is useful. You know what I mean? I know that that's not what they're being encouraged to do. <laughs> and so that's why I'm like, nah, man, fuck y'all. If you're going to force us to be in an oppressive state, then at least let us escape to the fucking fictional world. <laughs> Shit, man. Like, what the fuck, dude? So, like, typically, if we lived in a healthy society, global society, I'd be like, yeah, man, fuck that shit. You know what I mean? Like, there's way more things in the material world that we could do to be productive. But in this rampant consumer capitalist society that is being perpetuated in all of the major countries, 
nah, man, it, it's either you stay inside and live in this fictitious world or go outside and be a consumer of all of the shit that perpetuates the systems that are keeping you in oppression. Nah, be, we'll, we'll look for other ways to be productive. You know what I mean? We'll look for other ways to be productive. And when we're not, let us retreat to our, to our, you know, fantasy environments. It's the same thing as people, you know, when they retreat into books, it's the, it's the same mechanism. So I don't think that it's necessary really to, to curtail people. You know what I mean? I think that people themselves can determine and children led by their parents can determine what the best consumption of video games would be, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think it's a <clears throat> bad rule per se. I just definitely think it's an overreach by the state for sure. Exactly, because and I yeah, exactly that's why I just wanted to start out by acknowledging, let's say, like, oh no, in a healthy environment, this is probably a good idea. But I'm never going to support anything that state mandates your time. Right. <laughs> like that's that right there is always overreach. The state never needs to well, mandate your dick, time. Nigga. The fuck, you get the fuck out of here with your bullshit ass rules. So yeah, it was a triple L day. It was a triple L week for uh, gaming this week, man. It was rough. It was rough. Yeah, that's gonna be that's um for the for the for the Chinese gamers, man. That's because Chinese gamers are pretty strong in in like both the FGC and for like um uh, uh, robots and stuff like that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they got some pretty I'm strong sure th- Chinese um, Street Fighter players. I-, I feel like what they're gonna do is they're just gonna institutionalize it and like create an environment that allows you know, 18 and up kids, you know what I mean, to to do it. But I don't know how you're going to get good enough before you're 18 to get into that environment. Like, exactly. your gaming is really going to start at 18. That's what I was meaning, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree with you there. That's, yeah, it's, I don't know. But then again, you know, China is generally oppressive, so it's just... It's just one more. You know they're gonna find a way around that shit, it's right? One more you know, that, you know, yeah. you know, niggas go find. And yeah. you know what's gonna be crazy? Like, can you imagine? Like, you you turn eighteen, you get all excited, you go to join like a national team or something because you're of age, and they're like, "Nah, you're too good. How'd you get so good?" <laughs> Nabi, Yo, um, Nabi, how'd you yeah. get so good? Prove to us that you wasn't playing all this time. Like, damn, <laughs> that's funny. Be fucked up. But if um if uh if a player from Pakistan can win Evo, then yeah, they can definitely do it. So, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And even from anywhere can do it if you put the time and effort into it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I, that's that's one thing about video games is that they're they're really equalized, you know? Like Absolutely. there are certain um like physical <laughs> defects that can prevent you, but for the most part, you know what I mean? Like there's there's fewer defects that can prevent you from playing a video game than there are that wouldn't. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of really good um uh uh, uh uh, fighting game players with uh, defects with their hands, you know what I mean? Or I should say, uh, and, and I don't know if I should say defects. I think it's supposed Disabilities to be differently abled. You know what I mean? But I mean, I, it's just it is different than the normal hand because, like, my boy Josh, my boy Josh kills it, and he doesn't have a, a pointer and a thumb. And Same. my man kills it on controllers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, but he has always been a big fan of the um the gaming pad for uh, or the arcade pad for obvious reasons. Yeah, the arcade, <clears throat> the arcade stick is fucking. That's how that's how you know someone is serious about fighting games. <laughs> well, yeah, now nah, that's how I knew Derek was on a different level. The first time I saw, like, the first time in high school when I saw Derek, like, oh, here I'm gonna plug in my my arcade stick. That's when I stopped playing with him. I literally stopped playing with him. I was like, no, nigga. It was like, oh, if you're not gonna shit, play on real. the same controller that I'm playing on, then nah. we're not playing the same game. Really? We're not even playing the same nah. game at this point. Nah. Nah. And that and that's when I started like watching. Like I was, I didn't even know. 
before that, there was parries and fighting games. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I hit you at the same time that you hit me, I could parry if I use the right move. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Then I had to start getting into it in um, Soul Calibur. That's what the first game I started parrying in. Soul Calibur was pretty lit. Soul Calibur, yeah. That was my a, shit. A tale of souls and swords. But yeah, anyway, that... that, that Getting back to topics, um, yeah, it was a, it was a rough week for gaming. Moving on from that, did you see um, the next versus battle has been announced? Nah, who, who's it? Um, who's it against? Who see, gets I don't who? like when they. I don't like when the the versus is between two people, one which I clearly don't like, and one which I <laughs> have positive feelings towards. Because then it's That's it's a... like I'm just not gonna fuck with that other person no matter what they play. But it's uh, Fat Joe, all the way up. Yeah. Lean back. Versus lean back. Ja Rule on fire. It's murder. On fire. So I'm, I'm, well, the thing is, is that I just, I don't think Ja Rule's catalog is deep enough. Now, now, now hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. He had an era uh, of many, shit. many hits. Of singing for hoes that sounded just, like the Cookie Monster in that yes. era. <laughs> and not for nothing, um, Always on Time was my shit for a minute. Him and Ashanti was a really, was really good mix. Always on Time. I remember Yo, that. him and Ashanti, when when they were on the track, it definitely... Baby. Maybe it was because it was the right time for me. It's I think it's just nostalgia more than anything. And when I was a kid, it was music that was made for kids. It really was. Because you know what? I look back on those. I look back on the um, music videos, mm -hmm. and they're always dressed up like people younger than them. You ever <laughs> notice that? No, I, I'm not. Watch the old watcher. '90s music videos for the R&B uh, crossovers with the rappers. The women are always dressed like they're 13. You know what I mean? And they were way they were older than us. And so, like, I kind of looked the at. The '90s it, I was, like, was also a very was, different time, though. You know. They did weird shit like that in the 90s because, you know, the only <laughs> the people that uh, uh, the state of California are investigating now are pretty much the only type of people that really existed at the top back in the 90s. And it seems like they still are the only ones who exist at the top. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, and that's the thing is because the rappers and oh, not to say that no rappers shot their videos, but back then, usually, especially when it came to like murder ranking them, they had like marketing teams making those videos and stuff. Yeah, probably. And so they were the making studio. it for a demographic. And so even though the music was made with one intent, the marketing team making those videos knew what they were doing, taking that music and making the videos appealing to kids that were younger than the demographic than the music was made for. And they they did that intentionally. And I'm like, man, you know, can we, we should definitely look back on that and say we that was probably not a great thing to do, you know, because that whole era had real issues. And we and we see it. It becomes manifest. Like, look mm -hmm. how many, you know, you got you got R. Kelly, you got African Bombada. Like a lot of these big niggas from the '90s was like, you know, sexual offenders. You know what I mean? They were taking advantage of that blind spot. And so yeah, it's like we really gotta think of the mindset of people, not just the people who were taking adult music and marketing it to kids, but the people who were okay with it. And who looked past it and didn't see anything wrong with it, <laughs> because it's like I hear you, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta open your eyes a little bit. It's, you know, you might not see it at first, but when someone says it to you, to keep the blinders on. I right, mean, it's easy to say, but that's literally how the entire industry works. You know, what I mean, the industry targets kids by nature. It's yeah. not an accident. It's never no. an accident. Yeah, because kids From are food marketable. To cigarettes, to um, to food. 
they did yeah, I, that's I not even just the Twitter industry. Already. That is yeah. all industries. Yes, all industries. Yeah. I, one thing that was interesting, I saw an article about a month back that says starting 2022, the UK is banning advertisements of uh, fast food on TV, and I thought that was like. I was like, that's pretty interesting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. cigarette lost, cigarettes lost that battle ages ago. I mean, people still smoke cigarettes, but yeah, it, I'm sure it makes a huge difference as far as influencing younger, the younger generation to do so. You know, and, and, and w- this is a total tangent. I don't even know how we got on this, and we'll get back to it in a second. But when it comes to that, like, that TV shit, like, my dad always told me, like, they call it programming for a reason. And mm-hmm. so that's one thing that I realized, like, I like you know, cinematography. I like watching things on the TV, but I definitely, uh, from very early on, saw the dangers of watching things at someone else's schedule. Like watching things when someone else tells me to watch it and organizing my life around when uh, the TV tells me to be ready for it. I was like, yo, that shit sucks. (laughs) And that shit, it really does interfere with your life. You know what I mean? And so I'm really glad that we got away from that as, as as a culture towards a more streaming uh streaming of now we content. funnel the garbage into your face 24 7 on every device you own there's no well, escape if you uh, if you don't if you don't um mindfully consume it you can do that yes you know what i mean that's why I like i as i said i purposely don't even put certain things on certain devices I'm just not gonna do it <laughs> like i'm not gonna put my netflix on my phone like i don't want to watch a movie <laughs> on my phone you know what i mean i'm and i'm sure that if it was on my phone i would do it because for i me, can for <laughs> me that is a colossal downgrade son yeah. like, why would i want to watch a movie on this little ass screen man if i have any other choice if i that is my only choice sure yeah nah, i'd probably just wait i'd probably i would, just, I'd, yeah, I'd I would watch a clip of something like, i would go watch a youtube <laughs> i just want to watch a movie i'd probably play a game or some shit but yeah. there's no way in hell i'm watching an entire fucking movie like imagine watching avengers on fucking netflix on your uh, iphone nah. <laughs> but yeah so um anyway yeah i just did that whole it's interesting that they're taking a, a movement against what they're presenting to kids on TV because TV is very influential in the way children develop, you know? That's why, like, I'm very mindful about the things that I show. I let Kendrick watch probably about maybe two to three hours, closer to four hours of TV a day. But um, I'm always mindful of what he's watching, you know? He's either watching what I'm watching, which... You know, hey, I, I do have times have to just like distract him, but like, <laughs> yeah, either that or I'm, I'm making sure he's watching something that is appropriate for him. But yeah, moving on from that. Uh, yeah. Oh, we were talking about Fat Joe and Ja Rule. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Fat Joe uh, is, pro- is going to do much better than Ja Rule in a versus just because he has a wider variety of music. He's made music for a longer time. Yeah. He has bigger features. Fat Joe still makes music, pretty much. Yeah, I think that he has bigger features, too. Like, I think that in terms of... It's just... Ja Rule hasn't been relevant in music for decades. <laughs> like, it's been... Like, Thanks, multiple decades. 50 Cent. I mean, I don't I don't think you can blame 50 Cent for that. <laughs> you can't blame 50 Cent for all that. all Ja? It takes two people to dance. <laughs> no, it's not all Ja, but... 50 was just doing what 50 does. It takes two people to fight. You know what I mean? Right. That was just a regular jab. There's no yeah. reason why it should have knocked you out for that long. <laughs> Check your like, chin, bro. That wasn't me. That was, I do that shit to everybody. Bruh. You know, and honestly, like, that whole murdering thing, like, they they didn't need that. They oh, didn't yeah, need that. Yeah, that's right. They did go through some They were going through legal stuff legal at the time. Trouble. It was yeah. huge legal stuff with the feds at the time. That's they didn't right. need the hit to their biggest artist. 
you know, arguing with 50 Cent. Like, my nigga, just peace with him. Say I'm sorry. Like, my nigga, your pride <laughs> is that much. You're a fucking fraudster, nigga. You're a fraudster. <laughs> like, come on, bro. You couldn't say sorry to save your career? No? All right, man. My bad. My bad. I'm the crazy nah. one, I guess. Nah, they're they're yeah. way too young for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Young, young, when you're young and that rich, there's no way. He wasn't swole yet. He wasn't swole enough yet. Fuck out of that. When you're that young and skinny, bro, you can't say sorry, bro. <laughs> he goes too big, son. It's the only thing that was keeping him afloat this whole time. Pretty much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it's the armor as well as the, uh, it, it's the lance and the shield. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Fat Joe is going to put on a great... And not for nothing, I've seen Fat Joe perform a lot. And not and he's a good performer. And the, the great thing about Fat Joe's performance is that he's a good hip-hop performer. So he doesn't have to jump up and down and do all of that shit. <laughs> he just has to lean it, back. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, he knows how to just amp his songs up. He's got hype, man. You know what I mean? It's going to be a good performance on that level. So yeah, I don't doubt that Joe could still do that. Yeah, I mean... What you said at the beginning was right, man. Bless you. I already, I already, bless you. I don't even like Ja Rule that much. I know like two, maybe three Ja Rule songs if I stretch it, because you know the '90s or and early 2000s was my time. But oh, yeah. Fat Joe, Fat Joe's got hits, Yo, bro. Bro, Fat Joe's got hits. I don't even gotta think it like you know. You can make puns out of fucking big out of Fat Joe songs. I mean. Just his ability to to whenever he chooses be relevant, mm-hmm. I think is pretty astounding. Whether it's with the music, whether he's in the media, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I just think that that Joe Joe versus Ja Rule seems real uneven. <laughs> it, it feels real uneven. I mean, to it's me. gonna be a banger though. It's a concert, you know. what I'm saying at the end of the day, it's more it of was a concert. It was like Soldier versus Bow Wow. I'm like, that's not even. That's really not even like <laughs> slightly even. You know what I mean? Like, there the uh, there's no there's no real comparison. Like Joe Fat Joe has done songs with R and B singers, and Ja Rule has done songs is an R and B singer. Singers. No, okay, huh? I was gonna say Ja Rule is, is an R and B singer. Listen, we don't gotta be disrespectful to the band. <laughs> I'm just joking, <laughs> but no, I mean that's the only comparison where I could say like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you were just gonna say that they're two rappers. I guess on that level they're comparable. Outside of that, I don't see how you compare those two's those two men's careers. Well, you know, it's not it's not about really comparing careers. You know, what I'm saying you're reading I mean, a little far into it as usual. Work. Even but, bodies of work, you're right. Because yeah, I mean, I, it's I guess a, career, it's, but a concert, it's a concert. It's a concert that celebrates both of their hits. Jaru definitely got hits, even if it's only for the ladies, because that's primarily see, who he plays. There'll be two to. types of verses. There'll be these, there'll be these, let's hug and peace, Erica Badu, Jill Scott, we all love each other verses. And then there'll be Jada versus Dips, or I'm sorry, uh, 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 Locks versus Dipset. Yeah. I mean, you about to drag your ass up and down your own block. It's still a concert, but yeah, it's, the energy of the concert depends on who's performing, of course. But So if, if we get if we get an Erica Badu, Jill Scott love fest, then it'll be, all right, you're right, it'll be a concert, and hopefully... Hopefully, Ja Rule, I don't know. I haven't seen Ja Rule perform because he didn't show up to Firefest. So I don't <laughs> know if he can still perform, but I hope he can. Because you know niggas be putting on all that weight and then they can't move around. You know what I mean? They put on all that extra weight and then they get tired. <gasps> they can't be performing. I mean, I don't know. Ja hey. put on, he bulked up. I mean, that's on that nigga. I'm not in this corner anyway. You feel me? Joe been that size his whole life. I'm not Joe in this corner anyway. So whether he does well or really flops, you know what I mean? Nah, I, I was rooting for Fat Joe either way. So <laughs> yeah, you but, do you, Ja. Whatever you feel like you need to do I, I to do get wonder, through this night. 
I do wonder, has there ever been any heat between Joe and, and Jaro? Like, is would there be any reason for Fat Joe to come with violence? No. Hey, Fat Joe, I don't even think Fat Joe's about that life anymore. You know, when I, mean? I say violence, I mean just come with aggressive you know I mean? music. I, don't, I, don't th- I think Fat Joe is. Fat Joe's evolved into like the CEO slash grandpa phase. He's yeah, mobile. you know what I mean? He's like the godfather. It's not he's not gonna get upset at you or none of that. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Remember the whole Takashi 6 9 situation? Mm. He went, my man sat him down and was just like spitting real shit, like, yo. He did do that. Chill out. You know, that he, that's the phase that. of Fat Joe we're in right now. He's 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 got grandkids. He's looking for people to take care of. He ain't got time to be scrapping people in the streets. Yeah. Now he just raises a finger and fucking some some nigga you don't see fucking knocks you out from behind and shit. Damn, sneaksy nigga. Speaking of verses, Ten though, sneak you. did you hear um uh uh, uh what is it? Uh, Damon Wayans was was calling out uh, Dave Chappelle for a, a comedy versus. Oh wow! I mean, that's I think that's legit. I thought that, I thought that would be pretty cool. That'd I mean, be interesting. It'd be the, the format is the only thing that would kind of throw me. I don't though. know how well the format fits for comedy. Yeah. Cause I don't know if you could really like go back and forth like that. Bless you with the um. I don't really know if you can really go back and forth like that with comedy. Like I guess they could like come back one do a set, somebody else does a set, and then you I know mean, the cheerometer at the end. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's like <clears throat> this, this is could they? Well, no, they're both. No, I think you could do this with comedy if you take if you take thirty second. If you had you know beforehand, you just cut up. 30 second parts of things that you have already put out. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's the, uh, that's the restraint is that we're going back and forth with jokes, but these can only be jokes that you've performed and had recorded and that we can like, Oh, okay. This was off a of raw. Okay. This was off a of dealer. And we can choose from our body of work oh, like see. that. That could, that could work. I can see. You know that. what I mean? And treat your comedy specials, like break them up and treat those like tracks. And then be like, all right, we're going to do, Yo, yo, DJ, spin that Charlottesville 2099. Nah, I don't feel like like comedians really be wanting to use comedy from like 10 years back and shit, though. You know what I mean? Nah, like Dave's got jokes from way back when that you could spit that, especially if he's... Oh, yeah, definitely. But like, as you, I don't know, from what I've seen with comics, they they got a new shit every couple of years and Mm -hmm. seldom do they ever perform the old shit after the new shit comes out. Yeah, but this is not your normal thing. This is like a versus. Like, I, doing I, I understood. Yeah, I yeah. understood that point that you made earlier about that. You know, them picking from the previous ones for to fit the current versus format. But I'm just, I don't it just know. feels like a roast or a battle. Like it's just the same as everything else. I, I feel like dueling. I feel like uh, uh, dueling comics would sort of be better. You know, what I'm saying rather than picking through also that people may or may not have heard before. I feel like sort of like snapping, but in a more controlled format because they would be like uber professionals. Oh well, yeah, that's just, that's just battle snapping. Yeah, but if if we were trying, I was trying to think of something that conforms to the versus format. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's tons of ways in which you can have competitive comedy. I'm sure, and I'm, that that uh, they can think of a format that might be more amenable to different types of comedy if that's what they want to do. But at least these are two comedians that have a a work of uh, a body of work that. If they wanted to, they could. And I mean, they got movies they could draw from. Because I mean, like when the, the the rappers are doing it, they do it from all kinds of stuff. Collaborative works. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I haven't heard anything about it yet, other than I guess da- Matt, uh, Damon Wayans feeling the idea. <laughs> but every everybody wants to get into that. Uh, it, it's the friendly competition environment. Like people like to compete, but nobody mm-hmm. wants to get into a drag out brawl. 
Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, too many competitions turn into that. So people are usually abstain from doing that in public. Yeah, but but smart people know that having friendly competition, all it does is generate buzz on both sides. So if you mm-hmm. fucking you play, friendly, the, yeah. play the game right and ride the wheels and don't fucking let the shit get to your head and believe your foolishness, you make up more money. Absolutely. Like, um, there, there was like Muhammad Ali learned that from a, a, a from this boxer name. Was it was it Gorgeous George? I don't remember the name of the boxer, but he told Muhammad Ali like, mm. "Yo, I talk shit, so people pay extra money because they want to see me see me get knocked out." There was a there was a a, a, a boxer from I want to say the '30s whose name is Jack Johnson, famous African American boxer, one of, one of the greatest from what I understand. But he also had a similar boisterous style. I think that he actually was generally an asshole, but he very similarly parlayed that into into you know create buzz around what he was that. doing. Is that the is that the dude they made that law from? Yeah, yeah. The anti hooker law was yeah, made for yeah. That dude. You couldn't cross yeah. the state line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't cross state line with a white woman, or else you'd be considered absconding with a with a. Yo, with that a, is uh, fucking legendary, bro. Yeah. An entire section of the country wants to fuck you up, but none of them can. So they got to write a bullshit law just to get you the one vice they know you got. They know you like white women. We don't get his ass. Fucking legend. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I want to see... Drum up drama, but don't buy into it. Oh, yeah. When you start buying into it, that's when you lose the money because then you start doing shit to fuck off the money. Yeah, I think that that's what ended up happening with Kanye. Is like the drama was working for him, but then he started feeding into it, and it was like, no, 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 no. Feel me? There's a subsection of people who always end up drinking their own Kool Aid, bro. Yeah, it's you like, know, it's not for you. Give it to the people, and then you know, yeah. reap you know, the effects. Not start, in a Cosby way. It's a way, very of thin line between starting a bonfire and being an arsonist. <laughs> starting a bonfire is one thing; being an arsonist is another thing. <laughs> It's just starting a bonfire in a house, you know? <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's move on into some of the other topics since we run a little bit long. Because, boy, man, dude, this has been the long, like, th- this week was was really, like, wow. We're just going to just keep on chalking up L's until fucking the end of the year to see if we really could end out 2021 in a worse position than when we came into it. Like, 2021 was like, it was like, oh, Biden, you're not doing much, but it kind of plateaued out. And then it was like, you know what? How about uh, we ban abortions in Texas? We flood out the infrastructure of the Northeast. Uh, what else could we do to fuck some shit up? Hmm. Let's think about it. Let's uh, let's start taking away children from unvaccinated families. Yeah. Let's see what else we want to do. Doesn't Texas now have, like, a, a no, no permit required for unconcealed? Oh, yes, you've been, it's been, I think that the law just went into effect, but it was yeah. passed several weeks ago that okay. you do not need any kind of permit to conceal a, a, a firearm and carry it in public. So it's like, yeah, man, it's just been a long streak of like, yo, what the fuck is really going on here? <laughs> What's really going on here? So, yeah, like we had Hurricane Ida hit. Yeah. And it was crazy. So it hit, it hit New Orleans kind of hard, kind of hard. Um. They've seen worse, but this wasn't it wasn't fun. You know what I mean? People lost some property, but the levees held, which was good. Um, so they weren't demolished. They were hit by some inclement weather, and they'll they'll bounce they'll bounce back. I don't think it's anything that New Orleans, um, will 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 not be able to recover from. 
and then they downgraded it over land. <laughs> but evidently, the 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 torrential rain it, they downgraded it because the wind had died down, but the rain didn't stop, and so it just just dumped Mother massive amounts of rain. Like, and it was crazy watching New York flood out the way it did. And then you, yo, I I'm sorry, but the fucking balls that someone has to have to order DoorDash in that kind of rain. And then the the, the utter idiocy for someone to actually take a DoorDash mm-hmm. order. I'm watching videos of, of, of people, look at our heroic food delivery workers. I'm like, cut it out. Cut it out it's right now. Unless, unless you the person got one who of ordered them. that's an <laughs> asshole... He's an asshole. <laughs> You're an asshole. Everyone's an the, asshole. The, in this. the restaurant still open is an asshole. Yo, the restaurant like, that's open still even letting him go out in this weather like this. Like it's not like nigga has people like okay, I get it. But one thing that they always tell you in Florida is like, yo, during the hurricane, when there's that waist high water, man, those power lanes will kill you. Mm-hmm. And every hurricane, three people get shocked to death because of down power lines and they're standing in water. And oh, so they they were trying to test the power, and they because they needed to find out where the line was that was broken, and so unfortunately you were standing in the puddle, and someone dies. You know what I mean? It happens every fucking time, and so that's one thing that I'm like, God, I just seeing people navigate in this this water while it's still happening. I'm like, yo, you know that there's no one in the power plant right now stopping these transformers from blowing. <laughs> like, they are not out here keeping you safe right now. They will be out here, and they'll respond once this dies down. But no one's here to save you. Why are you outside right now? You Just see, go home. Sit see, inside. There's your big mistake right there. You know what I'm saying? As a living creature, it's always your own responsibility to keep you safe. <laughs> Exactly, but what, that's that's definitively not doing that, right? By by leaving your shelter during the torrential once in a lifetime downpour hey, is not keeping yourself safe. We right? can't all live to old age, Kree. You feel me? You're, it's not gonna happen. We can't all live to old age, bro. I mean, somebody's. <laughs> and then my thing is, is, like, you order DoorDash. You feel do me? you not expect to get soaked food? Like, how do you expect? You don't think your food's gonna be wet? Like you There's, really think? Um, you look out your window and think this person's gonna get me my food in grade A condition, in edible condition. Yeah. You think that's what's happening? <laughs> and like, my nigga, just, you, you're hungry. Uh, you never gone one night hungry? Like, yo, gee, look out your window. God is shitting on you right now, and you're going to sit here and call someone else to bring you food? Yeah. Holy shit, They were man. probably desperate, you know? That seems like the type of person that didn't prepare anything to cook beforehand, even if they can cook, so... Now they have no choice because they're unwilling to drive out. So if someone's willing to bring it, to, someone's dumb enough to come bring it to me, I'm dumb enough to order it. This is, you know, that's how that goes. Man, the, the, the reckless disregard for other people's life, because that would be my thing is like, man, like unless I'm dying right now, I'm really not going to have someone risk their Like if I was like literally, if, if I was on my third day of not eating and this torrential downpour came and I was like, no, I was planning to eat dinner tonight. No. And then I had, and I was like, fuck it, man. I got to because I'm going to die. All right. Okay. I hear you. But if that's not the case, I, I'm i going to have to hear some great reasoning as to why you See, called someone else to hurt that, themselves. That's, that's who, said, who said the reason was good, Curry? True. Who said the reason was good? I got a ton of batteries. You were going to be a lot of very things. disappointed when you hear that reason. 
You're going to be very person, disappointed. Like, I'm so disappointed in the people who are who are subjecting themselves. It's like, for real, you're this poor. You're you're that poor. You're telling me that I need this fair. If you were out there all day, you couldn't make more than two hundred and seventy something dollars. That was the calculation that I saw. So if you worked all day during that torrential downpour, you would have made two hundred seventy. That not, not even one delivery would have been worth but that. That's yeah, because the thing is, like, you damage your car with all that rain damage. You damage so your car. It's not you going, damage you're your You're not going to break even. You're waterlogged, dog. Yeah, you're you not know humans ain't made even. for that. You know that that's fucking nasty ass water, right? That's water from the fucking Gulf jumping on your head. It's you know what I mean? That, that's all the water that the fucking hurricane picked up over the Gulf, dude. You know what they do in the Gulf? <laughs> Shit. You know what, yeah, you know what they do in the Gulf? Nasty shit. And it's dumping all over you right now. And you're over here in the fucking water talking about, I need that man. I'm hustling. I'm hustling. Instagram me. Look at me hustling. Fuck out of here, yo. Stop it. And stop encouraging people to do that. Like, ah. Yes, I believe in being a productive human. But being productive in that manner is really a waste of what little human energy you can produce. Because, like, that shit is crazy. You're fucking wrong. I'm sorry. All right. It just disturbed me so much watching people wade out in this monsoon water, this tropical storm rains to deliver food to people. It's all good, man. People got to learn, you know? People got to learn. It's it's not a straight line. It's definitely a bell curve. (laughs) Yo, there's people whose buildings are crumbling. Like, I'm looking at videos of people and they're looking up and the water is just deluging into their apartments. And you're like, they're going to come. Yo, there's this, yo. Yo, Lembo sent me this one video. <laughs> this thing, the water's coming in from the ceiling. The water's coming up through the toilet, and That's he's lit. in the next room, like chiseling out the tile in like six inch water. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing right now, bro? <laughs> oh, it was probably nah. That dude's smart. If he put that on TikTok, he get wild views. He probably dude, be able to fix his I, house based on the views. Was? You know that that was that shit was TikTok fire, Come bro. On, son. Yeah, TikTok fire, on, son. And the lady in the back the world is giggling works. like, what is he yeah, doing? Yeah, I know how the world works, bro. You getting them clicks and getting them views, uh, bro. No, but the old man was earnestly trying trying to do something. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if there was like a pipe under that tile that he was about to save the whole day with. But like, yeah, there was, was like three inch water in the apartment. Shut it off so that it stops gushing up out of the toilet. Yeah, man. If that's where they put that, if that's where they put that access to that pipe, that's the worst possible place. <laughs> it was like in the next room under the two layers of tile and wood floor is so bad. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, sorry. That was, that was an aside. Yo, this hurricane, man, this, these rains. And, um, if you were wondering how climate change affects this, what, what ends up happening is, is that we, this is, how does what we do affect this in reference to climate change? So in the Gulf, where I was just referencing, where a lot of the water is picked up from this hurricane, we've been putting all kinds of chemicals into the water. This causes the temperature of the water to rise. That means that when the, when the hurricane moves over this area, picks up that water into, the, into, its, into its hurricane storm winds, that's what forms all of the rain and so forth. Guess what? it's going to be a lot hotter than it normally would be, which gives it more energy, which means it will travel farther. So whereas this rain typically would be falling in places like Louisiana, Arkansas, Alabama, Mississippi, it's now riding the, the, the elevated heat currents over to the northeast. 
where it is now dropping rain in record number in record inches in a place where we never have seen it before. That is how something we have done, which is heat up the water of the Gulf, affects the climate, which is the hurricane, which is a which is a weather system, you know, influenced by our climate. That is how our actions influence that directly. You see what I'm saying? Like a lot of people don't see, you know, the direct correlation between like what are we doing? How are we doing anything to 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 affect this? Well, when when we put all of the chemicals in the Gulf and heat up the water of the Gulf, when we literally set the Gulf on fucking fire, remember that? We set that bitch on fire. You know what I mean? Like the Gulf is a is a hot body of water, way hotter than it's supposed to be. Dead animals rotting will cause the 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 temperature of the water to rise. All of these things, algae blooms, things of that nature that come from all of the dead animals. So all of the, that that's all stuff that we did in the Gulf. The hurricane is a, a climatological effect. You see what I'm saying? Like I don't know, man. I, I don't know how much more evidence people need that we are we are influencing this in some way. Not that we are the end-all, beat-all, but we're influencing this in some way, and maybe we can influence it in a less harmful way. That, I, that, the, I, the fact that in 2021, that's a crazy idea to, to a significant amount of people <laughs> in one of the richest countries in the world, it's like, yo, man, maybe we do need, like, maybe we do need a Thanos snap. <laughs> because, like, that's a it's problem. Efficient. That's a problem. <clears throat> yo, it, man... I'm not a sociopath and I'm not a murderer, but boy, is he right. <laughs> it's like, dude, we could do all this shit that we're doing right now. Use politics and militaries and economics and coercion and propaganda to try to convince people to do the right thing. Or. And done. I mean, one seems way easier than the other to me. <laughs> The man has a plan, son. You know what I'm saying? He sat down. He crunched the numbers. He carried the he one. He crunched the numbers everything. You know what I'm saying? He carried all that, his that, ones. That's, that's what he came he up crossed with. Crossed all his T's. Minus half of everything. You know what I'm saying? Boom skis. Divided by... What if I just divided everything by two? Yeah, unfortunately, that's... Uh, that's an ideology that's not going to resolve well because... <laughs> As efficient as it might be, you're going to leave some angry people behind, yeah, which was his downfall. Yeah, it's like, yo, that half you leave behind might be upset yeah, with Yeah, you. you see, the thing is, murder causes resentment, right? It's it's it's, mm-hmm. it's uh, usually a pretty lingering status effect of murder. Yeah. So prayers up for those in New Orleans who are, who are hit hard. Definitely, you know, my, my condolences to those in New York who, who are suffering. But you motherfuckers are out there delivering DoorDash, so I'm assuming your life ain't that bad. Ain't no, I'm not, I'm sorry, but I ain't crying for no nigga who finds time to go out of his house to go bring other niggas food. You're like, <laughs> you're doing something, and you got paid to do it. But, yeah, like, <laughs> that shit just made me so upset that they actually tried to frame that as in, like, man, look at his, look at his go get itness. Fuck out of here, bro. Go get pneumonia. I hope yeah, that, I hope that, that, I hope that you can afford the pneumonia because you don't got no health care because you're a gig worker. You, so you're gonna have to pay for that that hospital visit, you know what I mean? Yo, you know what? You know where COVID likes to breed moist places. <laughs> that desperation, Bruh. And then we got um. So this was an interesting one. So you had a uh, in Chicago, you had a custody case between a mother and a father. Uh, the daughter is in public school, 
and the mother has custody of the child. That's, I guess, what the agreement was. But when the judge found out that the mother wasn't vaccinated, he reversed the order and forced the child to go with the father. And I'm like, wait a second. First of all, the decision to have the, the child live with the mother was based on, on a lot of f- factors that go into her best interest not just the vaccination status. There could be a very good reason that child is not with the father. And moreover, it could be an imposition to force the child to, to stay with the father because he might not be equipped to take care of her full-time if the mother had full-time custody. But the fact that in a custody court, the, ch- the, 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 the vaccination status of the mother is being taken into effect is crazy to me. I just... I think that that's that's a, a step too far. And then the, the the worst part about it is that man, the liberal media is all about it. Oh, the mother's so irresponsible. That's, that's why the father about it in he's the first vaccinated, place. so give the daughter to the the father. Blah blah. Now, mind you, you, you could be a trash bag person and get vaccinated. Donald Trump is vaccinated. That doesn't make you a good father. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean you're capable of raising a child. So the the idea that these are the factors that are being brought up in court man and then people and then you know it's funny because my my family always asks me like man why do you recede from society so much because of shit like this like i don't want to be a part of this i don't want to be a part of of you know a society that that feels like like they they like an individual's decisions as to what is injected into their body is like and and this is not wearing a mask this is not you know, social distancing. Those are all reasonable things to ask someone to do in the face of not trying to spread a disease. But the idea that I can't even raise my child unless I capitulate to the idea that I have to be vaccinated to be safe to go in public is a little bit wild to me. It's a little bit wild to me. Like, that's... I don't know. I think that that's that's a bridge too far, in my opinion. But that's the way it's going, man. And and it's sad because it makes me it makes me wonder because you know my family we're not we're not anti vaxxers but I'm not taking the mRNA vaccine, and I'm going to wait until there's a full vaccine trial done with it. So it's going to be a while before we're willing to to take this. And this is not just my personal decision. I've talked about this several times with Carolina. She doesn't feel comfortable with it, you know. And so it's like. We can't even be mindful of our own health and teach our son to be mindful of our health. They want, or and I say they, I'm assuming that whoever is masterminding this this vaccine propaganda want us to wholesale believe what people tell us when they aren't even utilizing the science at hand. And the average person isn't closely affiliated enough with 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 the information. To be able to ascertain, like, okay, no, they're bullshitting. That's not how that works. Not everyone has, you know, years of experience with epidemiology. You know, not everybody has years uh, of experience with pathogen control in a controlled environment. You know, like, you know, not everybody, not everybody has that to fall back on. And so in that environment, you know... (sighs) Not everyone is prepared to 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 stand up to a propaganda engine that says, "Hey, you should get this shot." 
and then tells them over and over. And, that, and that's the thing is, is usually the people who are screaming the loudest about misinformation are the ones who are the biggest purveyors of it. And the fact that they keep on keeping talking about vaccine misinformation is killing people. It's like, I'm pretty sure COVID's what's killing people. And the fact that you guys are unwilling to address the legitimate concerns or why people are, are going deeper and deeper into it, you're gaslighting them. You can't gaslight people when they're in danger because then they tend to do crazy things. And that's what's happening here. The, 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 the scientific community has no, has no real, there's an expectation. The public expects the scientific community to be able to defeat this disease when that's not even a realistic expectation. We've never completely wiped a disease off the, off the face of the world. That doesn't like really exist. We've never genocided a whole microorganism off of this world. That's why Ebola keeps popping up randomly and smallpox randomly pops up because it's not possible. And the, the, there's this conception in the public that the scientists are somehow going to wipe this disease off of the world. And that's not what's going to happen. It's never what was going to happen. It was only the, in the scientists' ability to mitigate the negative effects of it in the population. And instead of realistically telling that to people, the, 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 the politician said, well, the people are expecting this from us. So that's what we have to tell them that we're going to do, right? And in this fucking environment of there's no truth, yeah, I guess. Why not? That's what the people expect. If I'm going to run for something and everyone's expecting me to tell them that I have a cure for a disease and my opponent's willing to say that, then I better be willing to say that, whether I have it or not. And that's not how you, you, can't, run, you can't run a pandemic response like that. You can't run a pandemic response like that because you're going to be fumbling all over yourself. We know that for the first two, since 2019, so for the first year and some some change, there was zero pandemic pl response plan. We know that much. It's not hyperbolic. We know that there was no plan. They were playing it by the year. They was playing it by the hip. You know what I mean? And then we had to wait for the Biden team to develop one, which took them months after they actually got into office because. God forbid they would have actually planned to win the election and had that ready for day one, right? No, they didn't because they didn't have a pandemic response team to 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 put before uh, an emergency review board to give them emergency powers to to do what needed to be done. You know what I mean? To take control and maybe nationalize some production facilities to make us the PPE and the vaccines that we needed, rather than fucking give it to the pharmaceutical companies that just ran up the bill on us. And now they're talking about, oh, well, <laughs> beware, those COVID uh, bills are going to start rolling in now because those, those tests aren't going to be free forever. And all of those, all of those vaccines aren't going to be free forever. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, there's a reason why they maintain that, that patent, right? You know what I mean? They wouldn't even during the, see, that's the thing is, is if they had such a long-term view of of the business model of how to uh to profit off of the presence of covid in the environment then why wouldn't they have at least let us get it under control let us get it under control and then you can start your your profiteering off of the vaccine like you're going to get paid either way you know what i mean you can you can try to 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 front load all of the profits or spread them out, but you're going to make the same amount of money. There's only X amount of people on this world to vaccinate, and you've already convinced the vast majority of them that they need this vaccine. So, <clears throat> what what is? But this? you see, Kareem, 
if you rush it in the beginning, then you make the money up front. There's less money for you to make on the back end because people are already vaccinated. Also, but it's the same cor- amount of money. But most corporations don't really think about long term. It's all about the next quarter and your next quarter performance. It's more so, but unfortunately, they're um they're rated short term, not long term. Yeah, that's true. All the ratings so they have they're not incentivized yeah, to look quarter, at it yeah. in the way you're describing. I just don't I just don't understand how they think this is gonna run forever like this. Well, I just you know, I mean I guess at the barrel it's not of about a gun, running forever. It's about the current grift. You feel me? When this when this is no longer lucrative, you that's you find out that CEO has moved to another company and he goes but this on is to the his thing next is, grift. Is that, and, and this will lead us into our next topic is that this the, the, the grift now it went from political grifts to technological grifts. Cause now they're That's telling much you, smarter. Cause these and, and and believe me, you, this whole mRNA vaccine is a technological grift, and it's made its way all the way up to the fucking, to the fucking uh, uh uh governmental level, and that's sad. And case in point, to speak of 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 technological grift, you have Theranos, which was a medical uh uh analysis company that promised a, a a breakthrough technology that would be able to minimize the amount of blood needed to do. Uh, analysis for for people's um, well-being. It would revolutionize uh, uh, hospitals because it would reduce blood storage and allow for on-site uh, blood analysis because it doesn't require like centrifuging and all of that stuff. Awesome technology. Everybody wants it. Immediately got picked up. The 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 startup. Um, the initial offering billion dollars. Now, evidently. The concepts and ideas that the processor based off, is based off of are real. They just hadn't been practically worked out yet. <laughs> but that hadn't been that hadn't been elucidated to any of the people who are investing in it. Oh, I and, forgot to mention that. Yeah, That's I forgot to bad. mention that part. That's my fault. It my all fault. works. It all works on paper. Trust me, though. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Gonna be lit. That'll work. It's anyway, gonna be super lit. Needless to say, it didn't work. Now they're taking her to to to, uh, to court, rightfully so, because you know she she sh- she sold him snake oil. Yep, and and you know she's maintaining her her innocence that no, it still works. We just need more time. <laughs> we just need more time. We can show you all of the work, and and not for nothing, she does have researchers attempting to do this. I believe um, they have money. Like there's no one who's you know there's a lot of people who are interested in. Seeing this come to fruition, I just don't think it's ever going to happen because it's a lot like Firefest. You know what I mean? Everything <laughs> yeah, on Firefest on paper should have worked. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was when you said we just need more time, but I was thinking and more money, right? Of course, more money. You feel me? Yes. Of course, more money. Labs are expensive to run. Uh, you just you just need a run. little bit more funding, and you'll get, the breakthrough is right around the corner, right? But that's what we're running into. Is like that was the prototype because this have this is this was happening years ago. But that's the prototype. They what what she proved is that you can make it through the entire governmental process on a scam. Mm-hmm. You can make it through the entire private sector VC process on a scam. And she proved it because they just needed. And when I say they, I'm specifically talking about fuckboy Bill Gates because he's the <laughs> one who who's been trying to funnel all the money into. See, I would I. Just, I would trust vaccines developed by actual doctors. You know what I mean? Like if they came out to me and told me that um, Baylor University had an amazing breakthrough 
on an independent study that they were doing on vaccines for rats that they were able to apply to humans that revolutionized what they I would I would totally be on board. That is a logical process that would do that. That is how uh, uh, beneficial science, medical science happens. Beneficial medical science has never happened because Bill Gates thought it was a good idea. That whole malaria shit that they keep on talking about hasn't done shit in Africa. It hasn't done shit in Africa. He hasn't cured malaria. He fucking had to had he had to pull out of that project. Okay? That project was an utter failure. Bill Gates is not capable of positive medical change. That's not how this works, okay? So all of the shit that he's doing right now is trying to insert himself into a process that we already have a way of going through. We don't need him to Kanye the process on this. We don't need him to produce this. Just, we got a great album. Tiana Taylor has a great album. Just, just let her put it out. We don't need Kanye to step in and do a whole bunch of shit to the album and mess it up. You know what I mean? We don't need Bill Gates to step into our medical system and do a bunch of shit to fuck it up. We have a publicly funded medical system in our universities designed to take care of shit like this. Fuck out of here, Bill Gates. Stop inserting yourself into shit that already has functions in our society that are working. You know what I mean? If you don't want to do it, the Canadian medical system is great at this. They actually produce a, a ton of functional medical uh, uh, innovation through their public university system. And so let, let's just go through those because we don't have to worry about any agendas there. We don't got to worry about no agendas there. I know that whatever they get will go back into their research department, into funding and grants and all that stuff. I fuck with that. I don't fuck with money going back to you for your purposes, whatever that is, Bill Gates. I'm sorry. I trust, I, I, if I'm going to have to trust someone, I'm going to trust the university academic system to produce the medicines that have been saving the world that they have been for this whole time. I don't know why I just went off on that whole rant on Bill Gates, but yeah, <laughs> dude, this whole, this whole, this whole vaccine thing has been getting real distressing, man. Like they really, and, and that's, and that's ultimately the point. Uh, part of the issue that I was having is that the, the courts are making rulings based on vaccines and the people who are controlling the vaccines are people like Bill Gates. And I don't, I'm not interested in him having that heavy handed of a control over anything that is important in my life. I don't even like that nigga having control over my operating system. I don't like him having any say in the production of my operating system, much less <laughs> the any say in the production of the vaccine that I might be forced to take at some point in the future. But yeah, that's the once more into the dystopian future. Um but yeah, beware of the uh, of the epidemic of of technological fraud that's happening in this country. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. That's you know, you see it from the medical industry to the dot com industry to the to the crypto industry. It's all it's all fucking technological fraud. <clears throat> I mean, that's that's the new trend right now. Look at the people creating the technology and look at the people making the rules about the technology and note the age disparity. Oh, yeah. And note the information disparity about the technology. ideological disparity. So, yes, it absolutely is everywhere because their defenses against it are non-existent. Yep. 
And so, yeah, we'll wrap up on this uh, topic because uh, I've been watching the internet ablaze with the uh, the pulling out of, uh, of the American troops in Afghanistan. And, you know, both sides are fucking ridiculous. Um, you got the, the pro-war side that says we should have never left. And then you got the other side that's saying, look what's happened now that we've left. Maybe we should go back. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that sounds like the same side. This shit is absurd. This shit is really absurd. You know, and you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And this country refuses to fucking get out of these wars. We need, and this country will never be anything great until we fucking deal with the overwhelming power of this military. It's, it's, we, we have to deal with it. We have to deal with it. We have to deal with it. It's the, um, it's, it, it's the, uh, it's the, uh, um, use their words. The, uh, the guy, the bad guy in Loki or the, the, the final. Oh, the Eliath. No, 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 not, not, not Eliath. Um, who, Jonathan Major's character. Oh, okay. The one, the he who the remains. About, the, yeah, he who remains. What was his character's name? Um, Kang. Kang. It's it's the Kang principle. Kang is over here thinking that he has to control all the timelines with the TVA, and it's like, no, nigga, you can't do that forever. You can try to, but you're better off dealing with whatever the issue is that's causing these splinter timelines. You cannot govern all timelines. America cannot govern this whole... They can't try to be Kang the Conqueror of Earth. They can't try to control all of the economic outcomes of the entire Earth with their military. That's what he. That's what Kang the Conqueror tried to do with the TVA. He tried to control all of the multiversal outcomes with the TVA, only to find out that, shit, all of that was for nothing. That shit's gone now, and I have to divest my trust of the future into, into these two people. Like, this whole Leviathan complex that America has where they are going to be the world's overwhelming power and police force, that shit's got to go. It's got to go. Because it, that the, they've created this, this delusion that if it were to ever go, they would unleash Pandora's box. You know what I mean? Like, oh, man, if it wasn't, if we weren't here, man, you, trust me, China and Russia would run amok. And I'm just like, I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think that America has been a cautionary tale to the rest of the world. I don't think China ever wants to be the America of America. I think China wants to have the global influence of America. But I don't really think China wants to, like, hold the world at gunpoint like America. And no, I don't think that, that Russia really has ambitions to hold the world. America literally is holding the world at gunpoint. Am I, is that a is that a faulty? I mean, uh, 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 they want to do the assessment? same things. They might not want to do it in the same way right. through and, military and might. That's what I'm but saying. The, the they definitely the want same. the global influence. They definitely want the global influence. I absolutely agree there. But th th there's a difference between you know the person who who might you know browbeat you to try to to convince you to do something and somebody who's going to hold the gun to your head. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, is that my is is that is that wrong for me to say? No, no. Your your point is is right. Okay. American military more or less is is a yeah. problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> well, I'm never one to just like say, well, you know, America bad, China Russia good or any other major so, uh uh world power good. There is a distinct difference between 
America with the biggest gun in the world just sitting there looking at everybody else. You know what I mean? As they run amok, sticking their dick in everything. You know what I mean? It's like we got this huge gun and we're just sitting there swinging our dick, hitting everything, knocking over Bill. And, and, and we look at the rest of the world like, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a distinct difference than than what I what I see other superpowers do with their power. You know, whereas they'll go in and you know they might build a bunch of water treatment plant and then you know take control of your national water system and and bleed you dry economically. Like that's one thing, but you could do something about that. You know what I mean? There's not much you're going to do against the American military. Like it really is just an insurmountable. So you're force. saying it's effective. I don't know. Is it? And doing that very from preventing yeah. them from doing yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. That's why they, un, the, unfortunately, the thing is, like, you got to look at a lot of these things like they're alive, man. The beast is alive. It feeds itself. You can't, it's not just going to die. You feel me? It's each individual pieces will all work in order to keep it moving. And that's part of that is convincing people that it needs to exist. Yeah, you know, and that's that's the part that sucks. Yo, you is know that, what's really funny? But, and, you know, I don't like using analogies of living things for these entities because they're, they're, they're more amorphous than that. Like, there's people who comprise them, yes. Oh, yeah, you can but <laughs> do your thing. Choose the nah, appropriate just, analogy <laughs> for you, you know? Only because the, the analogy of, of the beast is one where I don't, you can't kill it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing is, like, you're never going to kill the beast, like, and so I, I want to get away from the analogy because I'll never find a, a, a good metaphor of how to to, circ, to to deal with it. You know, one that can be inspirational to to something that could actually help the situation. If well, if, it seems if you so want to help the inspiration, that, I don't think you should be looking for analogies. I just think you should be looking for actual solutions. You feel me? Well, no, there the is analogies. No, we know what the solutions that, are. We've been knowing what the solutions are. We have what, to inspire people to do. You, the solutions are go to the fucking streets. Like, that's the thing is, is like people know what the solutions are. All I'm no saying is they're, they're two different things. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't think I you should conflate that. the two of them. I'm not conflating the two of them. It, it leads you is, to is those... that one has a direct link to the other. Motivation precedes action, and so that's what I'm trying to get at here. But um, nonetheless, it's the military has to be dealt with in some way. It's you know it's it's it is an an entity. It is an institution, and as an institution, it has to be changeable. All institutions have to be changeable. They have to be like there, there's not there's never been an institution that has lasted through time unchanged. And so our military, like it, it's going to have to change in in scope or paradigm, some way, shape, or form. And so whether it's we can do it, you know, willfully through legislation. Or whether we have to 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 starve it by changing the hearts and minds of people to get them to stop joining it, which is once again the beast feeds itself. Like it's gonna keep working to try to draw people towards it, and so yeah, it's it's a very very difficult difficult thing to do. Um, but it's one of those things, especially that outside outside of you know getting the kind of mass media mobilization to to really turn against the the military, like. When we don't have warmongering from the media, that'll be a new thing. That's why it was really a big thing for John Oliver to speak out against places like Israel. Because for us to ever change the perspective and get the militarism to end in places like that, we have to change the perspective of the people who are, you know, contributing to the legislative process. Otherwise, it's going to only be a bloody conflict. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that's that's why I, I I seek to find linguistic ways to to adequately 
portray these things because that's what's going to lead us to understand like, oh, okay, so this is how I could participate politically in, in the environments in which I choose to partake in to affect this situation. You know, yes, there's, there's tons of direct action, but each individual is going to have to choose how they want to affect the situation in their own way. You know, whether it is through voting, because not everyone lives in a place where their vote actually makes a huge difference as to how that goes, because their district might actually vote in the right way on this. So they might choose other ways. But what I'm trying to do is is instigate the spark in people's mind that gets them to think, okay, well, there is something that I can do about this. And throughout these multitude of interchangeable parts, this is one place in which I can fit in. That's it. That's all I was trying to do with that. And and I say that because I really don't want to see through all of the war propaganda that's going on right now in the media, a turnaround in Afghanistan where now they're just finding more reasons to put more soldiers back in Afghanistan. You know what I mean? Like that is the longest, most bullshit war that that America's ever perpetrated, you know? And so this this pullout, as bad as it might be for a lot of people, is still the best thing to to happen in the long run. And so I really hope that the the rapid collapse doesn't get used as a as a uh an excuse for legislature and politicians to turn right back around and say, "All right, well, we're going back. We got to save the women." Because it was, you know, it wasn't too long ago that they revealed that the whole uh uh liberate the 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 women of Afghanistan was a was a propaganda campaign to to galvanize support for the war. That that was that that came out I think from the intercept not too long ago. So it's like yeah, you know, we really got to 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 stick to as a for a terrible mu- metaphor, stick to our guns on pulling out of Af- Afghanistan when it comes to to keeping our politicians feet to the fire in reference to that. But yeah, Alrighty, we'll go ahead and we'll wrap up on that. Appreciate you guys for joining us. You can find me on Twitter on at Karee underscore T and at Home Heron. You could also find me on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And always remember, guys, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks for joining us again, guys. Have a great one. Peace. Take it easy.